Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates from Living Compassion. My name is Anna and I'm pleased to be joined today by Kate, who's here to speak with us about her experience of the Monastery War. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. So to fill folks in who might not have seen the Monastery Wall, the Monastery Newsletter comes out once a month, and the Monastery Wall is a section in the newsletter that features photos and videos of the monastery. So Kate, perhaps you could start by telling us about your experience of the Monastery Wall and what you're seeing about that. Yeah, I'd love to. So one of the things... I've received the newsletter for years and years and years, and for a long time, I only read the from the guide part of the newsletter and kind of ignored all the other beautiful jewels and diamonds that were contained in that. And I started to explore, there's all these other parts of the newsletter, these great updates and things. And um, recently, particularly in the last year, the monastery wall has been really just this really lovely place for me on the internet in the middle of all of my emails. Um, a lovely place to go and to just be present with such beautiful natural environment and a place which I have so much kind of spiritual resonance with. And one of the things that I've really appreciated about it is in that um, how much information I'm always taking in uh, and reading, particularly you know newsletters and online. And I feel like those photos and those videos are just an invitation to just be with, um, to to not have to take in or process or learn from or get something, just to be present with these incredible moments that have been captured all around the monastery. And I have so appreciated that invitation. Um, has been one of the big things. And the other big can thing I, for me that I... Hey, yeah, can I... Yep. Can I jump in because there's so much already in what you said and I want to make sure that we, we take it in. That, well, first of all, a huge wholehearted yes, it sounds like, to that invitation, right, to just be mm. and be with these images from the monastery. And talk about, like, it sounds like, like a, a process of refuge, right? So all of that, that, um, that doing and information and all of the other things that you're required to do online and you turn to the monastery wall as this refuge, a, a place to just be, right? To practice just being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, in that, just to add to that, I think for me, um, I have an experience that unread emails are a to-do. So sometimes that monastery newsletter update feels like a to-do. Oh, I've got to get to that. And the monastery wall reminds me that that's not a to-do, that that's, that that's a place to be and a place that I want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah a to-be. Yeah, yeah, how beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that just really moves my heart about those images and videos, there's the particularly the videos, they, they kind of, focus, the ones that really get me are these focus on the tiny kind of majestic details. Um, so there's one that, that looks 
really closely at the bark of a pine tree and another where you just spend time with a spider web in the sunlight. And though that, that attention to detail, that marveling at the details, is just the kind of retreat mindset that I, I am able to fall into when I'm on retreat with Sangha. And it really brings me into that place, like just to, again, just sit there and marvel at the intricate detail of the bark of a tree is, it brings tears to my eyes just saying it right now, that, again, that invitation to just be in that mindset of how beautiful that is. Um, and the way the video is just, you know, because there's a time you have to, I mean, you don't have to, but, you know, it's saying be with this for a full minute. Um, and that's totally something I would do at the monastery is just go on a walk and sit and look at something like a spider web for a full minute, mm. but maybe not something I would do at a spider web on my desk <laughs> um, in my day-to-day life. So it really, I really find the monastery wall helps me get into or, or access that place that I can be in when I'm at the monastery or when I'm on retreat with Sangha. Mm, mm, it is so moving, isn't it? That so it's it's somebody's practice offering to make those videos and take those photographs, and they bring that. You know, we talk about attention as the highest form of love. They bring attention to all of these wonders and and magnificent details that their attention catches and registers, and then offers that gift for us to enjoy and, as you say, to be brought to that place of that quality of being on retreat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just pure presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it get, it's that gift. I get to then give my attention to, that, to the pine tree in the video and, mm-hmm. and then also carry that gift of attention to something in my actual environment. It, that's mm-hmm. kind of, it's the guidance or the inspiration to kind of bring that back into my everyday Yes, yes, that ripple effect and that training that what you practice is what you have, right? That you you get to practice that presence through that invitation to presence in the video or the photograph. And then you offer that to something in your environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I was thinking of them, Kate, as like visual peace quotes in that way when I heard you describe mm. it like that. Like they take us to that place, like the words of a peace quote do, the images and the photos and videos. Yeah, exactly. And in that way that a peace quote is so short and direct. It, yes. You know, that it just is a highway there. And again, particularly for where I'm located and we have um, in the city that I live in in Australia have had a very long and strict lockdown that has meant less access to um, kind of some of those areas, but a reminder that that nature in those beautiful details can be seen everywhere, even on the city streets. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just a doorway into that and a reminder for the that it's in that those details are just so all can be so all consuming all everything you can be consumed in those details in a really beautiful way 
Yes, yes. You know, the quality of our life is determined by the focus of our attention, right? So as you practice attending to those details, uh, to those things that bring you to that place of being and wonder in the monastery wall, you then bring that quality of attention, that practice of attention out and about in the city streets where there might be that kind of limiting idea of, well, that that wonder isn't here. And your experience Mm. is, it is. I'm looking for it. It's here. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so truly, I mean, what I'm hearing in this and the place it's taking me to is that the, the monastery world truly is a practice offering, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. In all sorts of ways, in the way that it's offered and then and what it offers when mm-hmm. we say yes to practicing with it, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Not just and the word... Yeah, the words that I wrote down around what does that feel like, like in my body physically, was that it's electrifying and grounding at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's this urge of surge of energy and excitement, but not in a uh, in a really grounding way. And that's such a gift in itself as well. Yes, it's a gift. What a combo! Electrifying, enlivening, and grounding at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're almost at the top of the hour. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we turn the show over to Michael, I'll just let folks know that if you don't already receive the monastery letter that includes the monastery wall, you can sign up to receive it through our mailing list on our website. And you can also find archives of the monastery letter on our website through the Stay in Touch tab. All right. Thank you, Kate. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. And Michael, we'll turn the show over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Anna, and thank you, Kate. Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Air, and welcome, Jen. Thank you, Michael. Good to be here. Great. Yes, it is great to be here, and I love that conversation. Me too. Everything Kate said. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just, yes. It, it just, it's such a cool hall of mirrors, kind of, because, of course, as Kate's describing all of that, you know, the attention to detail and the, the, the detail with which she's describing it is then the gift that reverberates back from what it sounds like she received in the photos, and then we all go there, and it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Like a win-win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really, yeah, it's great. You know, just the, there's such a generosity in receiving, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I go, I go right there with you, Jen. It feels like the, um, in that the receiving and the giving are the same thing. And when I, give something to someone else, when they receive it with enthusiasm, that's the gift for me. That's it. That's completely yep. it. Yeah. There's such a joy in that that, yeah, exactly so. And as Kate was describing, then the ripple effect of that, right? And that, that training of, of seeing the detail in the video 
And then that heightens our ability to see the detail in what's in my actual environment now and the attention that that inspires us to bring to every moment. And, you know, those one-minute increments that she was describing, you know, as, as she said, when we're on retreat, we're, that presence is so heightened, so everything catches our attention. And spending that one minute with the spider web, with the bark, whatever it is, becomes an mm. eternity. It's everything. We're completely here for it. Yes, yes. Fabulous, fabulous. And I have announcements here. All right, great. Very exciting. A new email class starting November 29th. We'll explore the practical and spiritual questions around acceptance. What is it? How is it the foundation of spiritual wisdom? How do we apply it amid identification and pain? The three-week class will include three Sunday workshops. That is truly exciting. It's all exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I love that format. I can't remember. This is the second or third time we've used that. It's such an incredible format of having the the assignment to work with through the week and then having that Sunday workshop to come together and be facilitated and hear what other folks are seeing and the guidance that comes out of that. It's, It's really not to be missed. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous. And for this and other spiritual opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen, you can press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic in about five minutes is great. Okay, Jen, I think we are ready to go here. Okay, great. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Don and Michael. This is Gabriel. Hey, Hey, Gabriel. Gabriel. Uh I love that. Uh, The receiving is the giving. The giving is the receiving. Yeah. It's so it, isn't it? Uh-oh, did we lose Gabriel or did we lose me, Michael? I can hear you, Jen. Um, I still see Gabriel. Oh, he just dropped off. So how about we go to our next caller, Jen, and then I'll bring um, Gabriel back on when okay. I see him. Okay. okay, excellent. Thanks, Michael. Sure. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. It's Miriam. Hey, Miriam. Hi. Oh, I've been receiving so many gifts lately. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> just basking I'm just, in it, huh? <laughs> I'm just basking in it. It's been so, oh my gosh. Um, so following on our last conversation about the mud and the muck, uh, mm-hmm. one of the gifts I received was the conversation you and Michael had afterwards. And mm. Michael was saying it's one of those Zen places where the more 
comfortable I am being in the mud and the muck the less time I spend there. Mm So I turned that time spent in the mud and the muck into play. Into Uh playing playing in the mud and playing in the muck and... So, um, so once ego couldn't get me that way, it switched it up to um, a really high-intensity loop. Mm. And so the gift that I offer myself every day that I don't work is I go for a walk in the woods. And mm. I came across this tree that had been uprooted and fell across the brook and the tree said to me nothing lasts forever and then the next day I went for a walk and I saw this tree or this tree called out to me and so on the tree there was um, moss and it just made me think of a happy face and the tree said to me don't worry be happy (laughs) so I sat down and I talked to that tree and it's like this burst of, oh, I don't know, just just came out of me and it felt like emptying a teacup. And uh-huh. ever, ever since I've just, just been so filled with oh, presence and centeredness and... And one of the really great gifts also was lately, it seems, I've been listening to um, the past few weeks of open air on my drive Mm -hmm. to and from work. And Mm -hmm. on the year-long call, people are talking a lot about love letters. And I, Thursday night, I sat down to do that. And I've been doing it ever since, and it's just been a game changer. Oh my gosh, the gifts, yeah, the gifts just yeah. keep on coming. <laughs> the gifts, the gifts, they do abound. Yeah, and that's so that's so fun, Miriam. You know that image you used of, you know, being called by that tree, and then sitting down with the tree, and that it just felt like an outpouring, literally emptying the teacup. And I think we were just, was it just this morning on the morning show that that same image came up sometime recently? Mm-hmm. And with, when that teacup is emptied of all of that, you know, maybe there's muck or whatever it is, there's, it's completely filled with presence. And there's that gratitude for all the oh. gifts that are there surrounding you. Yeah, it's, um, I was making my, my, my morning recording and, I was saying that I think one of the um, the first um, I was comparing it like to a game of um, when you capture members of the other team and then you have mm-hmm. to free them and mm-hmm. uh, so it was like gratitude was the first team member liberated from ego but then I said, I'm not so sure I think I think maybe it was willingness was the first um, team member <laughs> that was liberated yeah. and, th- and then That's all. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. just Because been... once, once willingness is liberated, then everything else will follow from there, right? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, again, it, it underscores how there's nothing to do. 
We don't have to make anything happen. We don't have to change anything. When there's the willingness, which I project is where that came from, you know, that gift of what Michael said on the show the mm-hmm. last time, where you turned it around and realized, mm-hmm. well, all right, so I'm in the muck. Great, I'll play. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's that willingness to, to, well, go to the email class, right? The acceptance, mm-hmm. to accept it exactly as it is. And that, from that tumbles, you know, all of the others start to get freed up as well. And um, mm-hmm. there, now gratitude's available. And what's really interesting is, uh, so last October 2020 was when I met the tree that wears its heart on its sleeve, and I've been um, practicing to be loved like the tree, and oh my gosh, I'm finally feeling it stirring. I'm feeling it, mm. oh, with that, that love letter, the first, oh my gosh, mm. the, it, there's just not words, there's no words to describe how absolutely amazing and and you know a few weeks a few months ago we were talking about the generosity of restraint um, in the year long and Mm -hmm. I just want to underline the generosity of willingness and courage for Sangha to share and and to give those gifts it's just wow yeah yeah that's it isn't it yeah to the willingness, the courage to talk about whatever's going on with us, that they're really, there's such a generosity in that. You receive so much from it. We all receive so much from it. We all see so much from it in what everyone is, is offering. Yeah. And this, I think someone said it too, they're not too long. Practice works. Oh my gosh, it works. It's been yeah. so transformative. When I, I look at... Um, where I was three years ago when I picked up the first book, which was Making a Change for Good, and the difference between now is just <sighs> so grateful. So grateful, so grateful. Mm. It's that place of being divinely guided, isn't it? You know, with each thing. Because yeah. right at the moment that you're ready for it, all of Sangha starts to talk about love letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you, you get on board with it, and it's a game changer. Yeah. So what I'm having to feel like it's all set up for me. Uh Yeah. Anyway, I'm already signed up for the acceptance email class. Yeah. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. Gonna be amazing. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yes. So deep, deep, deep gusho, and much, much gratitude for all these wonderful gifts. Mm. And to you, Miriam, for calling in tonight. Thank you. Gusho. Go happy. Go. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Miriam. And Jen, here's what I got out of that conversation. Um, Miriam was talking about the generosity of Sangha to share what's going on. And what I've gotten from practice is when I go out in the world, I don't wonder what's going on with people. I know what's going on with them. It's the same thing that's going on with me, right? I mean, I don't know the content and the... I don't know the content and the jobs and the relationship and the family. I don't know any of that, but I do know the process. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really, in some ways, we, we could walk around and wonder that, wow, you got out of bed this morning. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Given yeah. what people are up against and, and how yeah. few tools most people have to navigate through that. It's really, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah. And um, we have Gabriel back here, so let's make oh, a second okay. try on this one. Okay. 
Okay, Gabriel, you should be unmuted. Uh, hold on a sec. I'll try this again. Okay, <laughs> Gabriel, are you there? Uh, yes, technology's not going to okay. stop me. Okay. Technology is is no opponent for presence and willingness and courage and unconditional love and all those things. Absolutely. If I can, if I can take ego on for as long as I have, I can take technology on. That's it. That's it completely. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, saying that I was loving what was being said about um, uh, receiving being giving and giving being receiving because, you know, ego obviously doesn't package it that way. And then it just, because it's a great way to cause a ton of suffering, you know, so receiving is selfish and giving is selfless and you can spend an entire lifetime in that insane uh, lie. Uh, Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, just being lifted from all of that. I'm so grateful for, for this super wise and, deep and amazing caller that just was on the phone with you because it's like, I, yes, amen to all of it. And I echo all of that. And it's just so beautiful that um, we get to give ourselves permission to, to um, talk to a tree and, (laughs) and to listen to what it says, (laughs) you know, like we did when, before we, this whole mess of conditioning, you know, wrapped us up, um, in adolescence and yes. sometimes earlier, right? As ki- you mean when we were little tiny kids and it didn't occur to us not to. Because yeah. it is. Everything is extraordinary. Everything is fascinating. Look at that bug. Oh, my gosh, right? And just down yeah. there, like Kate was talking about with the monastery wall photos, you know, just the detail of it is extraordinary. We're, we're naturally in awe of it. But as yeah. you say, we're conditioned out of that, right? And then that's stupid. Don't hug a tree. Like, what are you, a hippie? But <laughs> when we come back, right, through practice, we're given that permission. We give ourselves that permission to completely, to be with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I want to uh, give myself a second chance to talk with, with you about um, death. So when I was a kid, I lost this puppy and that was my first um to you know he he passed away like prematurely i had him for like three weeks and um that was my first encounter with that kind of loss and grief and after that i i just remember being so contracted around death um and you know then uh, a neighbor that was kind of like part of the the little village I kind of grew up in, um, in the Dominican Republic passed away. And then I was very, very young. Uh, I don't know, maybe nine or 10 or something. And just that contraction. And mm-hmm. when you were saying everything is wonderful, you know, and, and I, 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 I'm with you, but then I remember these experiences as a child and I was like, these things are not mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, I, I guess I just wanted to bring that up because it, it just came up spontaneously so we could maybe mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So having those really I mean, intense experiences at a very young age and feeling the impressions of those even now and that in this conversation as we were talking about, wow, everything is 
in awe, right? We look at the detail of the bug, the detail of the bark of the tree, of the, that wonder that we have as children. And then something like a puppy that, I mean, again, because of that very, that incredible openness we have as children, how quickly we can look back and imagine that you were, how much you love that dog. And then to lose it so quickly and then also losing someone in the small village where you grew up and the impressions that that makes on you and that that came up spontaneously in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I became a, a pescatarian when I was nine because we, we had chickens and cows and pigs and, you know, just in the, in the land in the country. And mm-hmm. I, I was, I looked at my plate, and there were rice, beans, salad, and then there was chicken, and I was like, I, I don't need to eat this. I, I don't want the chickens yeah. to be put on the plate. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. just the, 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 the thought of death, and you know, now as an adult, I can see it as, as a gift. I, I lost a friend to suicide mm-hmm. a, a year ago, and mm-hmm. you know, there were obviously many, many gifts in it, but there's just this contraction around like, no, I don't, I don't want my family members and my friends and my loved ones and myself to die. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so just bringing that into the circle of acceptance. Exactly. All of it, right? Because as an adult, of course, you know that's a part of life. That is going to happen to all of us. And you've had a number of experiences with that. And so that coming into the circle of acceptance as well as you notice there's a contraction around it, right? I don't want my, the people I love to die. I don't want that to happen. And it sounds like bringing that into the circle of acceptance as well. You know, when, you, when you're reflecting that, I'm, I'm noticing that the hardest part of my experiences of, of loss was the feeling like my grief, the, my, the way I grieved was inconvenient to others. And mm. I just I just saw that now because I grieve, you know, mm. kind of deeply because uh, I feel deeply. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think that's another layer of it, that it's like I don't want mm-hmm. others to, to watch me grieving because it, it can make them uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it's, it's um, what you started us off with, right? We don't have to wonder, oh, well, it's Michael actually who was saying it. We don't have to wonder what's going on with people. Because we know Mm -hmm. from our own experience Mm -hmm. what's going on with people, right? Mm -hmm. So we know what goes on for us around death. That's going on for everyone else, we can guess. And so it does become very, very layered, doesn't it? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're grieving, and then other people have a reaction to your grieving, and that adds another layer on top of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And last point, because I think we're up to five minutes. Um, I, I love how we can we can embrace both how wonderful and amazing that little bug is or, you know, having that uh, open state of wonder with this beautiful tree and then also embrace and, and talk about death and loss and, and it could all be the same conversation and it could be a continuum and it doesn't have to be one or the other because all of it is, is, is life. Oh, exactly, Gabriel, exactly so. Yes. I mean, some of the most exquisite um, times of practice for me have been at the monastery when we've said goodbye to one of our four-legged monks, which we've had to do a number Mm -hmm. of times. Mm -hmm. Lucky for us, 
most of the time it was from ancient old age, you know, they mm-hmm. lived long mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. But that, that place of being completely present to this being transitioning mm-hmm. and, and, and a part of that being I don't want you to transition. <laughs> I want you to stay here, right? I want mm-hmm. you to be here with me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that, because we're conditioned humans and we have that, we have those attachments and all of that. But, mm-hmm. but your point about kind of t- taking that step back and putting all of it into the circle of acceptance, all of it is life. Nothing mm-hmm. gets excluded. We can be present to all of it. Really, to me, brings out kind of underscores the point that it's all love all of those experiences are within that context of unconditional love jen you are a marvelous receiver thank you so much Mm, well thank you gabriel thanks for calling in yeah and exploring that yeah great 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 practice great great work thank you Mm, yeah thank you gabriel take good care you too. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Gabriel. And Jen, I really enjoy the looking deeply and um, yeah. being present, you know, to the conversation as it's unfolding and, and sharing what arises. It's, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. It's a... It's a um, I was going to say microcosm, but I'm stumbling on that word because it isn't a microcosm. It's an exact, it's a direct experience of the practice of being with all of it exactly as it is. You know, whatever arises in us, in life, you know, whatever it is, we're constantly turning towards it, being with it. Yes, yes, exactly. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Michael. Hi, Jen. It's Todd calling from British Columbia. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey. Um, yeah, thank you for mentioning the Four Lady Monks. I haven't gone there for a while, but, yeah, I I have had the... The privilege and the honor to um, interact with them. Um, I can recall three, three of the four-legged monks. Yes, God, they were good with, monks, weren't they? Yeah, Ria, Ria, Sadie, Pache. Ria. Yeah, mm. and, and and even um, it just took me to the very first retreat. There's nothing wrong with you, and and meeting. Uh, I think Ria and Sadie. Sadie was just almost a puppy back then, <laughs> and and. Having that experience of, 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 you know, it's all projection, but unconditional love reflected back in a four-legged monk was, mm. was in, within that uh, framework of that retreat um, mm. b- brought me mm. to unconditional love to a place that I'd never gone before. Mm. You know, it was very transformative. Uh-huh. So having mm. those four-legged uh, bodhisattvas mirror to you <laughs> that unconditional love right. in the setting of a there's nothing wrong with you retreat. I mean, you could think we, we brought him into, we're going to need some dogs in here for this, <laughs> for this retreat, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and then and then over the years over many many visits i i had a, i i've had the the great honor and privilege of being able to visit the monastery often and, and for quite long periods of time during visiting monk programs mm-hmm. and and even um, have been invited to steward and take custody or stewardship of these four-legged monks during small periods of time um, you know under my stewardship while I was there and and I found that to be a real privilege to to directly care and and and, and, and steward their well-being directly um, that was a, a very um, uh, just a, it was just a, a, again that that you know uh, and I've had pets all through my life you know um, and, and so but it, it was just so different at the monastery for some reason I don't know why in a sense was um, it, it's like it brought me to a place of those four-legged monks aren't mine but if I'm asked to care for them, I'm certainly going to step up and do it. But they're they're just so all generously shared by all. With my mm-hmm. experience when I was there, everyone yeah. got an opportunity to share in that you know reflection of unconditional love, and that was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So as you say, there was just something about combining the opportunity of caring for a pet at the monastery that yeah. really heightened that and a, and a piece of that being that it's so clear it's not yours right. which really yeah. I mean we we can extrapolate that and realize you know sometimes we talk about that with ourselves you know uh-huh. we assume I'm me and I'm I belong to me and I can do what I want with me and I can mm-hmm. do what I want to me and I can but in mm-hmm. fact that's not true at all it's a stewardship relationship in the mm-hmm. same exact way as you really had the experience of in stewarding the four-legged monks when you were at the monastery. Yeah, thank, thank you for making that connection. I I I I have heard it. Uh, Sherry has talked about that, and and Ashwini has presented it that way, and a lot of times in practice that that you know we're just humans in life form. But you're right. There's there's that. Um, the ego, the egocentric karma condition self-hate ownership of this body uh, causes a lot of harm internally and externally. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and when through practice uh, that I've experienced, um, not, not taking, you know, in quotations, uh, me personally and not taking this body for granted and, and seeing it as um, a vehicle for awakening, which I've heard that expression, I love that, a vehicle for yeah. awakening. And to yeah, take, yeah. take good care of it. Exactly, exactly. The vehicle of awakening, take good care of it, and that that's, in a way, that's a model for going through life with everything, right? Mm-hmm. So in the same way, so you were invited to, you know, Todd, would you be willing to care for one of these fellows for a few nights or whatever it yeah. is? Yeah. And that anything that comes across our path in that way, that we can approach it with that saying, this has been given to me for whatever uh-huh. period of time, and yeah. to just hold it with so much love and so much care yeah. in that same yeah. way. Whether it be, yeah. you know, quote, my body or a dog or right. know, whatever it is. Yeah, and when you spoke about the transitioning, um, I, I, I remember the transitions of all three. I remember when Rhea transitioned and I remember then Pache and then and then Sadie and like you said um I think in all three cases it was basically um grand old age that that was um mm-hmm. they lived mm-hmm. they lived long for for those breeds 
but especially the large breeds, that exceeded yeah. most most um, general averages really? for, you know, truly, right. I remember, you know, like I think Sadie, 15-ish? Is, is that yep. close? Yep. 15 years? Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I met her as a puppy on my first uh, retreat uh, at the monastery. Exactly. Oh, she was a delight uh, on all stages of her life. But, boy, I've never seen more energy in a, in a, in a four-legged month. I mean, you know. Yeah, truly. Such, such truly. models. For, talk about the enthusiasm that we started out with, you know, kind of that. Yeah. Look at this yeah. and look at that and everything's yeah. amazing and everything's fun and everything's interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and I'll wrap this up because I, I love the, the one topic and the five-minute uh, guidance. But um, I, used, I used to love when she would wait outside the meditation hall for everyone when we were either in group yeah. or in meditation. And, and just, yeah. you're right. She would just, you know, be laying there, look dead asleep, right? And the minute you step yeah. out that door, <laughs> up and about and like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ready for what's now? Whatever yeah. it is, I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. they're in the meditation hall meditating. Okay, I'll meditate out here in the archway. Yeah, I'll meditate they're out here. Out. Okay, ready for, ready for the next thing. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for mentioning the four-legged monks because um, it, it, for me it just feels like it's been a big part of my practice. And, uh, yeah. and I'm going to project a lot of um, folks that have been to the monastery and maybe the monks. It has been a big part of their practice too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Todd. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Michael. All right. Go happy. Welcome. Yeah. You too. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Todd. And uh, another fabulous conversation, Jen. And I really love that bit about it's not my life. My life belongs to life. And um, I find that just so helpful to take that step back. It feels like it, it helps me to disidentify and to sort of like make better decisions when I when I can see my life from that perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean back to the you know, we've been talking about gifts tonight. I've been given this extraordinary gift. An extraordinary gift. You know, I'm he- here in this body as as we were talking about the vehicle of awakening. I've been given yes. this. Wow. And to really receive it in that way and hold it with that, with that care. Yeah. Yeah, it's fabulous. And Jen, we're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right. Great. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. great song by Trish Bruxford Culligan invites us to give voice to our hearts. Simply Celebrate offers you a variety of ways to express your heart, and one of those is by celebrating the people you love. Our one-of-a-kind customized celebration books are like magic mirrors that reflect all of the laughter, adventures, and delight that friends and family share. Clients tell us that this is the best gift ever. Give voice to your heart and give a gift of love that lasts a lifetime. Visit simplycelebrate.net and turn ordinary days 
into an extraordinary life. Welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, we have another caller here. Okay, good. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jen and Michael, it's Jeff in North Carolina. Hey, Jeff. Hey. <laughs> uh, fun to get unmuted. I, uh, I was hearing the enthusiasm in my voice, um, <laughs> so that's really fun. Um, so I just, it is fun. It really is. Um, and I, I don't, um, I mean, I, I didn't uh, uh, put myself in the queue with any particular thing to talk about. It was just, you know, put myself in the queue. Um, Perfect. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Well, uh, let's see what comes up. I, uh, I, uh, I, you know, we're practicing in a year-long retreat with, uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it, Scylla, I think. Um, I think so. Uh, yeah. Virtue or, it, you know, it says it's, the assignment says it could be translated virtue, uh, behavioral discipline, or other kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. But I've really enjoyed the assignment, which, um, you know, I, I love that it, uh, at least as I've experienced it, what it's saying is be present. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. yeah. y- you know, it really, it really comes down to that. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, and there, I don't know what will come up in terms of in this conversation about whether some of the things that I, I've seen about it will will come up. But mm-hmm. but really, um, you know, all all I really love the encouragement to just let all that ego faux morality go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just it, isn't it? Oh, sorry, Jeff. Was there more? No. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. Well, just that it's, it's exactly what you're modeling right now, right? Because mm. ego would have us go to that full morality of like, okay, okay, let me think about being the right person and I've got to take care of that and do this and do that. But the, you're exactly right. What it comes down to is being present. And so then you, you don't plan what you're going to talk about on the show. You just put yourself in the queue because that's what you do. And then you get unmuted and then you look to see, okay, well, what's here now? And then as you say, you know, maybe some of the things that I've seen about it will drop in in the present, but here I am just present talking about what's arising right now. Yeah, it, it, is, it really is so good. It's so freeing um, yeah, because what I, I don't know, again, what, you know, what I see about it and, um, is um, – you know, so that ego's got that the story about that there is something called a good person and something called a bad person, right? Those are those are like things. It's somehow you know it's a it's a it's a some it's an ongoing uh, me or or you or they or whatever um, that is an a good person or a bad person depending upon what I do think say, uh, feel, or, you know, or don't say, say, think, or feel, or all that. Um, uh-huh. So there's, uh, there's all that story, right, that is continually 
uh, renewed. It, uh, you know, ego is continually right. trying to make some kind of case for, for at least one, whether it's got the, my attention on somebody else or on myself, in quotes. Um, uh-huh. It's got some kind of story going about whether whoever it is is a good person or not and why. Usually an implicit story because it can't be so blatant, you know, most right. of the time to just come out and say that. But there's just all these, you know, you know, this conversation that's, that means that or just in sensations, you know, just kind of these micro judgments and all of that kind of thing going on. All these micro yeah. assessments. Yeah. And um, as you say, constantly renewed. It's constantly renewing it in the sense of saying it to you, telling you the story over and over and over, whether it's got the attention on you, you know, and you're either the bad person or the right person or the good person or the bad person or them, you know, they're good, they're bad. And here's why. Let me enumerate the story one more time. Let me tell you again. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's so freeing to, to, to read, to see that there is no, there's only, there's only good person, you know, capital G. There's only, and who, yeah, who, capital G, um, there's only, that's all there is. There's only goodness. And then there's, you know, ego interference, but like it, um, what does it call it? Opacity uh, or whatever in the assignments, in in the assignment. You know, there's only interference with, uh, with goodness. And even that interference is, is just, it's almost like it's just the illusion of interference. Um, yeah. That, you know, there's, I, I may not be in, I may not be seeing that goodness in any moment, but that doesn't mean right. it's not here. That's right. That's exactly it. So as you say, so freeing to realize, to really get it, there's only goodness, goodness with a capital G, not, in the duality of good and bad, but goodness, that's all there is. And then there's the ego process of that being obscured, right, the opacity, but there's only, that doesn't mean the goodness isn't there, it just means that there are times where we can't see it because ego is doing whatever ego is doing. You know, it's why we always use that image of the clouds in the sky, right? It's a completely overcast day. Well, that doesn't mean there isn't sun, <laughs> There's still a huge sun back there, exactly as it always is. Yeah, you can still feel the warmth, and you can still mm-hmm. see the light. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that just mm-hmm. occurred to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so one thing, I, as I was recording about it in the last couple of days, this the assignment. Um, one thing that really occurred to me is that uh, what it, you know, in my experience of what it means to be human is that I, I experience the divine and I experience ego and kind of, uh, and going back and forth. I don't know if oscillation is the right word, but, but that, that just seems to be, you know, what it means to be human. I get to experience both of those. But what, what ego or self-hate tells me is that I should only experience the divine. If I were the right person, I would, I would I would be in the divine all the time and I wouldn't have ego going on. But yeah, that just is, yeah. it just, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's so absurd um, oh, because it, yeah. it, 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 it um, 
I don't even know how to say it, but it, you know, I've just, it just, okay, well, I've just seen, it seemingly, what it means to be human is to experience both the divine and ego. That's what it is to be human. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know of any other creature that that is, seems to be true for, but for us, right. that seems to be the yep. essential, at least an essential thing about what it is to be human. And then ego right. says, well, that's wrong. It, right. you, you know, you're, you're do, you, specifically Jeff, you are doing it wrong and that, you know, but it, anyway, but it just was so clear that, wait a minute, <laughs> that, how could that possibly be? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So what you realize is that from what you can tell, the experience of being human is experiencing the divine and experiencing ego. And then you've got to love the irony of ego coming in to say, well, it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> and there's something wrong with you, Jeff, if you're experiencing anything other than the divine, which is the experience of ego. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just so... <laughs> yeah, you, right. I mean... It's, it's, um, what's the word? I can't think of what the word would be, but just how bold it is to come put itself Mm. out there in plain sight and come at us like that. The audacity. The audacity. There you go. That's it. That's it. The audacity of it. And then the, just the Aikido move of gotcha. That can't be it. (laughs) That cannot be it. And exactly as you described. That's how it makes something wrong. And the nothing wrong that we always talk about in this practice in particular is that stepping back, again, if we look at that circle of acceptance that a a number of people have talked about today, that's what you're describing, is that is in the circle of acceptance. Yes, oh, there. There's that part of being human, of experiencing the ego. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and that just reminds me of, so another thing, uh, some, it says in the assignment something about, um, I, I don't remember, gosh, but it's um, uh, something about, uh, you, you know, taking what ego says, ego's allegations of our wrongdoing or something or other, and accepting them as uh, reinforcing our commitment not to, you know, mm-hmm take it, whatever, take it, I don't know, to go, not to go with a, a self-hating place with it. That's not, not at all what it says, but it's, but it's what I get from it. And, and so I don't, I, I, I listened to that, you know, a few times and each time it would come up. I was like, now does that, I, I would wonder, does that mean what I've heard Sherry say before, uh, talk about, you know, when ego says, uh, you know, when ego, uh, you know, says you did, you thought so and so, such and such, or you did such and such, and you know, and of course that means I'm a bad person. But according to ego, but to to go, yeah, that's true. I did. And and Good so point. I I said well, yeah yeah. So I've always like when I've heard Sherry say that I've always thought oh, I don't really you know I don't like you know because that's kind of like saying I'm a bad bad person. But anyway, but I so I tried it the other night. Uh-huh. Um, oh, cool. and, in, and I, you know, so we got the recorder, you know, and I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Yeah. Many times. And I started to say, <laughs> and I even brought up some things that it said before, you know, just to, you know, like the worst thing it's always would, would ever say about me. 
You know, I just, okay. I just said it right. I just said it right. Yep, absolutely, many times. And don't and, forget this one, ego. Did you remember last week? It was even worse last week. Remember that really bad one? <laughs> that, that is so. That is so exactly it. Um, because you know that that again that that phrase drunk with power, um, which I actually yeah, yeah. drew today out of my little basket. Um, because I draw like a, I've written, it doesn't matter, but I've written a bunch of things and I pull one out every day and that was the, the one I drew today. But, but that, to me, that's that experience because what, what my experience of doing that is unlike what I thought it would be, um, the experience is then, uh, you know, a, 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 I've heard Sherry say this phrase before, ego's got nothing. You, you know, when I just say, you know, self-hate has nothing. When, when I just say, yep, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, not from a self-hating place, but just from no, a, an acceptance no. place. Yeah, I have. Yeah. But it, yeah. because then it, 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 does, it can't do the, and that means that there's something wrong with you. Because I'm not, I'm not in that place. I'm not believing that there's something wrong with me. That's I'm just right. matter You're of fact. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, you know, that, again, that's what it means to be human. Yes, absolutely. Right. I have thought those things. I've felt those things. I've done those things. Yeah, 100% many times. And, it, and it's, it's, yeah. it's quiet. It is quiet. And I project that a huge piece of what you're, what you're pointing at with us, for us there is that place that Sherry always talks about when ego drones on about you're this way and you're that way. And it's just that, yeah, not me, not me, right? Because, of course, it's ego, quote, thinking all those things. It's ego no. projecting all those things. It's ego. And so that huge trump card of yeah many times many times that has been so yes many times you know i can even give you example after example after example because it's such a process of calling out the blackmailer and the only Mm. reason the blackmailer has power over you is as you say because you're over there cowering in the corner believing there's something wrong but in this process you're not you're clear there's nothing wrong and so it's got nothing it's got nothing. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's so great. So, yeah, thank you so much. Right. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I just, I love it how we're having such a, um, you know, just in time for the acceptance email class coming out mm. that, that we're all really mm. having. Because, again, that's what you're describing, that incredible drunk with power acceptance. Yes, absolutely. That is true. That <laughs> yeah, is true. It is so and much that's fun. Completely all right. Yeah, it is. Uh, Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Jeff. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. And, Jen, that was another fabulous conversation. I was just nodding my head the whole time. Yes, 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 yes. All of it. Yeah. That's it. The magic, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And, Jen, we have quite a number of folks listening in on the show, but I'm not seeing any more callers to unmute in this moment. Okay. Oh, and there we go. Usually, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, usually that will inspire the folks who are the listeners and don't always get in the queue to remember, oh, right, <laughs> getting in the queue yes, is a yes, big part of the practice. Yes, I'll, I'll take that statement back right now. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Jill in Philadelphia. Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill. Hey. 
Um, well, I um, wanted to put myself in the queue, and then I didn't, and so then I, this prompt came, and I mean, how could I not <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Oh, that's pretty clear, life. <laughs> Thank and you for the second prompt. <laughs> And my, uh, what I wanted to talk about was dog-related, and so, it, I mean, it just doubly seemed um, uh, hard, to, yeah. hard to refuse. Um, so yeah, I, I recently had this experience of um, stewarding a dog for a short amount of time. It was, I think, two weeks. Um, uh, the dog was found, and I came upon a way to, to foster it and then unexpectedly the owner was found and so just as quickly the dog was um, was was went somewhere else and so um, oh, wow. uh, in that time I uh, I just um, it's so hard to explain it in the beginning I guess in the first week of owning the dog and I have not owned a pet in, ever in, alone in my adult life. I had one as, as a kid in my family. But um, mm. it really, it, it felt like, I mean, I don't, I'm just going to say it sounds kind of silly, but it's, it felt like I was back living with my mother when I was a kid mm. because the dog um, followed me around everywhere. Every time I went to the kitchen, it, it, um, it, created the sort of like bolt of, of energy and attention in it. And um, it was just c completely interested in um, what I was doing, what I was eating, <laughs> where I was going. When I was going to the bathroom, it would like come in. And it, I, I have not felt like I did growing up. Um, as an adult in that way ever. It was, I was completely thrown back into wow. that wow. experience. And, um, oh, what a and oh my gosh, it was just oh. intense, intense. And what I also saw in that was that actually I would make decisions about what I would do because of that, that I would want to go do something and decide not to because I didn't want the, you know, the, the hassle or the, the just the attention, yeah. you know, just the, just yeah. the, the, that drag. Um, anyway, it was very intense. It was very intense. Wow. Wow. So, so getting to see all these things that haven't been part of your life at, at all as an adult and that sense of being followed around and everything you do is so, what's she doing now? What's she doing now? So interested. And, you know, what's she up to? What's she up to? And, and so intense to see that even that there were things, say, you would want to do that you would choose not to do because of that dynamic, because of the, the hassle, kind of that drag of being followed around. And, and that um, connection to how you used to feel with your mother growing up. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it did also extend when I would take the dog. Out. I mean, and this dog was like four pounds. I mean, she was she was tiny, and um, she was she was eight years old, and um, it's just the cutest thing in the world. And it was so stressful. Um, 
Uh, there was so much stuff that came up. And even when I would take her outside, um, you know, she attracted a lot of attention. And that was another quality of my childhood when I would go outside and be around people. When I was younger, I grew up in this area that, you know, it, it was common for men to just feel like they could just say or do whatever they want when they saw a young woman. But um, and, and that type of attention put on the dog, it just, yeah, all of that stuff came back too. I mean, I, I was like thrown back to when I was 15 in, in every arena and um, it was very intense. <clears throat> and then I, um, yeah, then I um, started training the dog and just, it, it just went away. It just kind of suddenly I was I was with a dog, and um, that a lot of that stuff passed, and um, and uh, the actual behavior passed, or the the stuff coming up around it. The stuff coming up around it. Yeah, that's a good question. The behavior. I mean, I did. You know, it was tough to to want to go drink, get a drink of water because (laughs) (laughs) the little the little claws coming across the floor after you, Uh you know, wanting something to eat. Um, uh, But I ended up training her to to be a little bit better about that. But um, but yeah, no, it was Uh just um, it was really that just that that complete immersion in my childhood went away. Yeah. Um, and um, and huh. I was back in my house just with a sweet little animal that we were having a blast um, uh-huh. um, with. But it, it and, and and then it was just about loving, you know. It was just about wholehearted loving this creature, yeah. and um, and just falling in love. I totally fell in love with her, totally, mm-hmm. completely, and. Um, wow. Yeah, and then the heartbreak, yeah. right? Of that she gets, she yeah. was, yeah, she was par- she was found, which was exci- very exciting, obviously. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. go back with the family, but now I'm thinking about getting a dog. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it, it sounds like, like an extraordinary workshop because it, you know one of the things that strikes me, Jill, as you're talking about it, is isn't it amazing how you know, I just picture an image of like freeze-dried something or like one of those little tiny mm-hmm. sponges, you know, where you add mm-hmm. water and it, it just pops out <laughs> and it's huge. Or the towels, right? Remember, did you ever have those when you were little? It'd be a beach towel that was like the size of a cork and then you'd add water <laughs> and it turns into a giant towel. But I just had that image when you were talking about like that whole dynamic that's mm-hmm. back there but mm-hmm. never gets triggered because mm. the particular circumstances aren't there and then again there's this little bodhisattva who shows up in your life to to have all of that come pop out into relief so you get to mm. look at it and see you know all, all the stuff around it oh my god that's such a beautiful way to describe it and that's, that's exactly 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 it all my um yeah. And then the other piece of it too, you know, then then moving through that and then completely falling in love with her and then, you know, as you say, certainly I'm sure so happy for her and for her um her human that they got reunited and the heartbreak of, mm-hmm. you know, having fallen in love with her in that way and and 
such a short timer passing through your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was equally um, fun too, because I had just gotten, um, you know, everything in my, you know, I or ego, whatever, everything perfect. Like I had the food going perfect. I had the, you know, meditation time perfect. I had all of it. And then literally the next day I, I, this dog came into my life and the dog would bark when I was meditating. <laughs> I mean, it was total chaos, right? I have this animal now in my house and it, we're getting to know each other because we don't know each other. And, um, I mean, it was just really funny. And so, yeah, it has, it, yeah. And so what I, like this new, this, huge sponge now like that I was able to see and so I'm just yeah really curious I I never would have guessed that that would be the result of me having a dog for a short time ever in my I mean that was beyond um yeah and it was beyond fantastic I mean I I am just so grateful um for that whole experience I mean it was really astounding Yeah, truly. I mean, every piece of it, because then there's the, that beginning part that you that you described, too. Just that place of like, okay, it's all, I've got it all perfect. <laughs> Meditation <laughs> time, everything, right? Just that, that place of like, just the universe just stops for a moment, and we're on top of it, and it's all just, <laughs> it can't just picture life as looking at, well, Jill, actually, we're going for the unconditional, so let's throw, let's throw a dog in the mix. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah, that was really um, something. Um, well, anyway, I there was the topic of dogs came up in my head. I just yeah. thought I would have to share. Perfect. Tell them out Perfect. what happened, and um, yeah, grateful to have a chance to talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, you know, it's the old when we pay attention everything mm. it's truly all a workshop mm. Mm. so multifaceted mm. and the gifts you know it's like miriam was saying the gifts we're surrounded by gifts you know it's all it's, a huge gift it's it is unbelievable yeah it, it really was extra it was yeah life-changing i felt like that little experience so uh, yeah so great well thank right. you jill thank Thanks you so much for putting jill. in the queue Oh, thank you. Take care. Good night. Thanks. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Jill. And Jen, I know that I'm feeling as well. Like, oh, yeah, I'm on top of things now. And then it's kind of like... Finally. (laughs) Finally. I'm in charge. I'm in control. Which That's I think right. must be a cue, cue for the universe. I think it is. Throw, throw the cards sure. up in the air again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just pull that one last thing out that will just shift everything and re- remind us. Remind us of how fun it is, right? How fun and, mm. you know, always changing and much more to see and we're not getting anywhere and we are going to die and you're <laughs> just reminding us of all of those things. Just to, yeah. Yeah. You know. Fabulous. And we're at the end of the show, so I want to say thank you to all our callers and listeners and you, Jen, and uh, it's been fabulous. Thank you, Michael. As always, it has been fabulous. Thanks for being yeah. here. My pleasure. <laughs> all right. Go happy. Go happy. Bye-bye. Bye.